I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, what's up? And I welcome I'll leave that in. Hey, what's up and welcome to another episode of Serious Issues, a comic book podcast hosted by your good friends, Andrew Levins and Siobhan Coombs. Hello, guys. Every week we pile into King's Comics in Sydney. 310 Pitt Street. That's right, or, or kingscomics.com. Kings <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we read, we just, we, we, what we do is we huddle together in a tent that we put in the, uh, in the, in the storeroom at King's. It's made out of boxes. And we don't leave until we've read 50 of uh, last week's comics. Mm, sometimes so, more, sometimes slightly fewer. Yeah, uh, hopefully sometimes fewer. Mm. Actually, definitely after this week, a lot fewer. Yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> um, I did some drops. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like breakdance drops? I'm going to make you guess if I'm going to keep reading or, or drop things. That's going to be a fun segment <laughs> okay. today. Um, we can start off each episode by reviewing all the new number ones that came out last week in a little segment that we like to call First Things First. After that's over, we're going to do reviews of all the new Marvel stuff, DC stuff, Image stuff, and the other section, which is enormous this week. Big big other section. Um, mm. But uh, first, let's do this number one, Siobhan. Yep. Should we kick off with uh, X-Men Gold? Yeah, why not? So this is the... Uh, we, got, we got the weird little zero issue of X-Men universe-related stuff last week, um, and this is the first proper uh, issue of X-Men Gold, which is the kind of classic X-Men team of uh, Kitty Pride and Rachel Gray and Colossus and Nightcrawler and Storm and Old Man Logan. Two of them maybe not as classic as, uh, as I thought they would be as I was saying their names. But it's about as classic as we can possibly hope for in this current X-Men climate. That's like, right. we have a Wolverine that is a, you know, Cyclops family member slash Jean Grey family member. Yeah. So, you know, the, the bases are covered. The big bases are covered. Uh, so the writer on this one is Mark Guggenheim and the penciler is Artie and Siaf, um, inks by Jay Leaston and colours by Frank Martin. Um, and uh, this book is, you know, it's it's not breaking any new water for X-Men, but that's kind of what the, the this, this franchise has needed. Yeah, absolutely. Like my boyfriend who... Um he thinks that the best comic book of all time, like bar none, is um, Jim Lee and Chris Claremont's 90s X-Men run, mm-hmm. the first 10 issues. And he was like, I've never felt um, this catered to <laughs> as a comic <laughs> book fan. Like, he loved it. Because it is like... And they're so unsubtle in the way that they do it, but I think it's a really smart move because the reaction just from, like, customers at King's and the staff at King's is like, oh, God, this actually feels like an X-Men book again. Like, this actually feels like why we like the X-Men. It's taking it back to basics... They're a team, they have a school, they're, you know, trying to protect people who hate and fear them. It's, you know, 
back to basics, and I think it really works. Yeah, and you know, Kitty Pride is the leader, which is like the, you know, the small amount of change up that we've got. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she's never been leader before. Um, how hilarious is the backup material where it's just this exhausting oh my uh, God, I know. history of these particular X Men characters? Um, it was so hard to follow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't read it. I didn't read it because, like, why would you? We've got most of these facts stored in our heads after years of reading X Men comics, but. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm only now like flipping back and realizing what the actual plot of the story was. I just kind of, when I finished reading it the first time, I was like, ah, oh, that was nice. Great. You know, that was an, it wasn't, wasn't groundbreaking in any way at all. Nope. Um, I loved the moment where uh, Kitty Pride phases an entire skyscraper, like a massive yep. building. That was great. Um, that was awesome. That's kind of what I want from the, you know, these big ridiculous moments that happen in a mostly like coherent team book. Yeah. I loved the like, so many classic elements, like there was the Colossus Kitty Pride sort of tension which was great there was like a like a school team sports activity that's Mm -hmm. so classic um and there's a brotherhood of evil mutants like what more do you want from an x-men comic um what about real estate dramas because they moved the mansion (laughs) to the middle of central park like really i think that they should have discussed rent before they made the move it just seems like really poor management on kitty pride's part like yeah i don't I just love that, like, Guggenheim's having to deal with that as a writer as well. Like, yeah, totally. It feels like it was upper management going, and they're going to be in Central Park now. <laughs> and then, like, Guggenheim's like, oh, man, now I have to talk about rent. And <laughs> I don't know how they're going to get out of this one, Siobhan. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if only um, Wolverine and Quentin Quire could go back to Space Casino and make money like that again. Maybe that'll happen. That would be great. That's a good issue, by the way. That was a great good, issue. Good right? callback. I've referenced it so many times recently. <laughs> um, so, yeah, look, X-Men Gold gets the uh, thumbs up from us. Uh, mm-hmm. Looking forward to seeing what this team does, although I'm not sure if this team is going to be together, the creative team, because yeah. uh, there's a lot of controversy about this book. Um, One of Ardie- the weirdest controversies in comics recently. It's yeah. Been a weird, it's been a weird couple of weeks in comics, I think. Artie and Saif um, hid some um, references. I wouldn't say they're necessarily messages. They're just like references to uh, particular moments in the Quran. He is a, a Muslim from Indonesia, um, and apparently his messages, or the hidden hidden things that he's hidden in this book, relate to like a very conservative um, Muslim sect um, mm. in uh, not even sect, like a, a political party almost mm. in, in Indonesia. Um, and uh, you know the internet has been uh, uh, roaring over this because shockingly X-Men the internet is, has yeah. responded in a really mature, sensible way. I mean, like, look, I. Uh, I, 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 I'm obviously not a conservative Muslim. Um, what? But uh, I, uh, I don't know. Even though I, I get that, you know, this of all books, this is certainly not the place to hear uh, anti, potentially anti-Semitic and anti-Christian messages. Mm. But at the, at the same time, like Jewish people and Christian people, we can handle a few mixed anti-Semit. <laughs> you know, not. I'm not. Yeah, you know, I'm not. I'm not pro. <laughs> I was shaky ground. So, I was like, I'm just going to talk on this very briefly and not land myself in any hot water. <laughs> but you know what I'm, what I'm saying is, I don't, I'm not, I'm not pro what he did. I am a fan in general of hidden messages in comics. <laughs> yeah. And because of this hidden message, I now am I'm aware of a conservative moment, movement in Indonesia that I wasn't before, and that is more information than I've ever got out of an X-Men book before. So, yeah, absolutely. This is this is way more interesting than that one time that Ethan Van Siver hid um, sex on the front. Like no, on every page single page. Comic. It was every single page. Uh, maybe. Or yeah. Either way, hilarious. Good job, Ethan. Uh, um, yeah, look, I, I think apparently he's already penciled the first five issues, and I think they would be like insane if yeah, they like threw off their um, schedule that much just to allow someone else. To right know. now, someone at Marvel has a magnifying glass, and they're going over every single page, <laughs> and then like with lo- a like, copy of with, the Quran next to them, and then Wikipedia, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> figuring out all of it. Yeah, totally. But. Uh, 
look, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, understand, I, I don't, I'm, I'm never going to agree with, no matter what this person has done, I'm never going to agree with like people, white people on mass berating someone yeah. who is brown. Like, I just think that's whack. But, yeah. Uh, I feel sorry for the dude. Like, it's hard enough for an Indonesian man to break into comics and he's like, you know. He does really good work. Yeah, he, I mean, look, I he like fucked up. We, we, yeah, he definitely he fucked, fucked up. up. Yeah. I, I think it's kind of cool. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> I don't agree with what he fucked up doing, but I, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I, it was an interesting read. And, and then there have been um, other Muslim creators who have come out condemning him. So he's clearly in the wrong here. Yeah. That I mean, is... Uh, that, there you go. Say. I don't have to crawl out any, any more holes. Am I, have, have I cleared myself? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're good. Thank Let's you talk that. about Royals. Yeah. Um, Royals is the uh, the flip side to the X-Men book. We also have a brand new Inhuman series starting uh, by Al Ewing, who wrote uh, the uh, Inhumans kind of prime, was it, mm-hmm. last week? Uh, and art on this one is by John Boy Mayers. John Boy! With colours by Ryan Kinnard. That's such a fun name. Um, what do you think of his art, first and foremost, on a book like this? It's like... Especially it's, one called Royals. It's kind of a surprise on a book like this. Like, I like it. I really liked his work on the Teen Titans book. Um and it feels very like nineties image, almost like um, but like self-aware as well. Yeah, and he like he seems like he's influenced by like Ramos and who's that one? Who I always get confused with Ramos, whose name I can never remember. We'll never it's know. Gone. Never Let know. us know. Serious issues at Kings um, Comics. If you know who I mean, never mind. Uh, but he's a you know big fan of those pointy wisps of hair on every male. Um, yeah, <laughs> like um, a- Impulse in the nineties. I love it. And that current Venom run, which yeah. took it way too far. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, he draws, like, I think he draws Medusa a little bit too young looking, maybe. Maybe that's well, everyone my one. Looks, everyone looks young. Yeah, everyone's like sexy teens in this book. <laughs> um, but I like, like, I like the Inhumans going to space. I think that's cool. I think that's a good move. You know? Yeah, totally. This, I- like, specific core team of Inhumans royal family. That's pretty fun. It has to be said that one of the best things Al Ewing does as a writer, I don't know if it's him or it's the editor that he's paired with, but every, mm. all of his books have an additional reading. Um, thing at the end so that will reference oh, characters yeah, or moments yeah. that happen in this book so this one recommends you read uh, Infinity in, in Humans vs. X-Men in Humans Prime Marvel Boy and Black Vortex don't read Black Vortex guys people people do not like that I do not read it um, but definitely read Marvel Boy by uh, Grant Morrison and J.G. Jones for some mm-hmm. uh, good kind of back reading on uh, on who Marvel Boy is because he, he's, he's going to be a main character in this Inhumans book now yeah, look, I like this. Uh, like, it was a, it was at the very least, a, you know, engaging enough first issue for me to give the second issue a go. Yeah, I kind of wanted them to keep talking about Max Semester Mad. Uh, yeah, but they seem oh, to kind of dispose of. I know he will, but like, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed that part of the the, of the Prime book. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think I, I grew to, I grew quite accustomed to the art by the end of the issue, but I, I don't think it was it's the the correct match to this book. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe something with like a bit more gravitas or something would would suit it a bit better. Um, he draws a funny black bolt. Yes, but I'm I'm kind of into it. I still kind of <laughs> like it. We're gonna get a get a we're gonna get a seemingly less funny drawn black black bolt in his own book soon. Yeah, that looks cool. Look forward to that. The, the front cover of that looks great. I'm gonna stick with both X Men and Royals, no matter what hidden messages that <laughs> get uncovered in the next week. Yes, yeah, actually, no, I take that back. There could be some real fucked up things, <laughs> like uh, what if someone hides 
Levens is a, is a real dog. Look, if someone did that... <laughs> would you stop reading X-Men or would you encourage more to read it? No, I would recommend it to everyone. <laughs> um, all right, over to Image now. We've got three Image number ones to get through. We've got Black Cloud here by... Um, some of our favorites from the last, uh, you know, since the last year of, of us starting. We've got mm. Jason Latour and Ivan Brandon co-writing this one with art by Greg Hinkle and colors by Matt Wilson. Um, mm-hmm. Greg Hinkle is kind of who I was most excited about on this book because mm. I've not seen anything from him since Airboy, which was oh, the yeah. awesome um, book from two years ago with James Robertson. Um, and uh, I love his, his, his style of art. I know he's done, I think he's done a, a, a graphic novel in between Airboy and Black Cow, which I have not read yet. But uh I was very excited for this book and, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm getting used to Jason Latour as a writer, especially after reading Loose Ends. Mm-hmm. Um, have we read all of that? Just the first three issues so far. There's one more to go, issues, isn't it? Yeah, one more. Yeah. Um, and I like, you know, he, he definitely plays with the format of comic book reading, uh, sorry, the comic book writing in that, you know, almost that Tarantino-esque kind of showing you events before and after they happened. Mm-hmm. He, he likes jumping around time. Um, but this book I've read three times, <laughs> this issue, and I... I think I get it. In fact, the two most confusing books this for me this week were books involving sassy young women who can trans can go through different dimensions. Mm, yes. Do, do you know what the other one is? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. Do. That was goddamn confusing. <laughs> was we'll confusing. get to that later. This one, I was okay with how confusing it was. I wasn't sure if I was meant to understand everything that was happening yet. Yeah, I don't think we are. I Come think on. it's. I think it's all supposed to be a little bit open to interpretation, and I think it probably has more in common with like ether. I feel like it's a similar sort of or a vibe young animal or book. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I've I've been lucky enough to read the second issue. Um, I got a preview copy of that, and I think that it's just going to be one of those ones that like I found this I found this issue like on its own extremely compelling and um, right. confusing enough in like an engaging way that sure, I wanted to keep going with what, it. Give me the plot synopsis. There's a lady <laughs> who is from a different world. And she can travel between the worlds and she needs to, like, con rich kids from our world out of their money in some for some reason. Yep. <laughs> and that's about it. Isn't that about it? And she it? doesn't think very highly of herself. And also, does she kind of have mind control? Or no, she just has dirt on people and she can force them to do yeah, I think that's things it. for her. Yeah, look. I'm also, she saying... has magic magical breath that can turn glasses into shiny, shiny, like... She's got, she's got some, like, um, fairly... Vague, broad magic powers, and I'm into it. Yeah, <laughs> and there's it, some real, real weird stuff that happens in this book. This is definitely one that uh, don't finish that first issue and then just file it away with all the other comic books. You want this yeah. near nearby when you read the second issue to reference. I'm sure. Absolutely, but like really clever use of um, color oh, and black and white. On, a, like, on it an looks art point great. of view, it, it it looks fantastic. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. There, there is there is, there are black and white scenes with those splashes of color, which is a you know we've seen it done so many times, but it's always effective. Yeah, especially when you're talking about interdimensional hopping. Yep. Uh, so yeah, this is this is a really cool issue. Um, I don't really know exactly what what's going on or what will continue to go on, but I'm going to stick around to see what happens. Yeah, and it's something very different from Jason Latour. Um, seeing as what we've seen him on as a writer is the Spider Gwen series and. Um, Loose ends, which is well, I mean, a much Spider-Gwen more like is literally about a girl series. who goes from dimension to dimension. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's more linear <laughs> yeah. and less magic. Um, so, I, I like, I'm into it. I liked it. Yeah, me too. Good first issue. Solid, uh, crazy first issue. Yeah, definitely pick it up. Uh, Bad Rock Candy Mountain by Kyle Starks and Chris Schweizer, um, written and drawn by Kyle Starks, uh, is a new book out through Image um, that is a, I guess, like a, a, a comedy romp uh, in the in 1940s. 
about mm-hmm. hobos um, and the different hobo codes within. Mm-hmm. And uh, our main our main, our main hobo is uh, looking for the f- famed and, and often sung about by uh, folk singers, Big Rock Candy Mountain. Um, and uh, everyone around him laughs at him because apparently that's just a thing that exists in a song, but he believes otherwise. Mm. Uh, I thought this was a real fun romp. It's very silly in parts, but um, the, the, the the plot's engaging enough and the dialogue is... is, is there were some great moments of laughter for me in this book. See, I, <laughs> I was surprised when you described it as a... A comedy because I wouldn't. I thought it was just more like there were, I guess there were moments of <laughs> at one point humor. At one point, our hero is punching the shit out of all the bad guys, and then another guy looks on and says, "He's got punch diarrhea, and their faces <laughs> are the toilet bowl." That's true. That's true. Yes, <laughs> like there were some funny moments. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this. It was like it's a nice style of cartooning that we don't necessarily see in um, mainstream comics that much. Yeah, the devil is a character and definitely involved in our hero's journey somehow. That's pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm most familiar with um, Big Rock Candy Mountain as being the first song as the credits go in um, "Oh Brother, We're Out Thou," the Tom <gasps> Brothers movie, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, and uh, yeah, I really, uh, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, I like, I enjoyed it. I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it, and I will read the next issue for sure. Yeah. I like this. Didn't blow my mind, but it's pretty fun. Mighty Man, number one. Did you read this? Yeah, I did. It's a shame that Jim is not in the office right now. Because Jim's Jim is on holiday. The massive uh, Eric Larson and um, Savage Dragon. Savage He's the Dragon biggest fan. Savage Dragon fan and of all time. He might be the only one. Mighty Man is a character that spins out of Savage Dragon. Yeah, and I like this. I like this concept because it's a it's a character sort of like um, Captain Marvel or Shazam, as he's now known who is a small boy, and then he says the magic word and becomes Captain Marvel, who is a grown man with lots of powers. And in this case, it's a small girl who becomes Mighty Man. Yes. And, and this, um, this was a slightly weird, disjointed issue of lots of little mini-adventures of kind of uh, her training yeah. with the other Savage Dragon-associated characters. I quite enjoyed this, despite not knowing anything about this world at all my entire knowledge of savage dragon is secondhand through jim and only about like just how good it is that's all we know about it yeah well there was one <laughs> it was once the story arc like there was a savage dragon story arc that was all about like th- a threesome like threesomes and like like savage dragon is a surprisingly sexy comic i think it flies under the radar right because um no one reads <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I thought this was cool. I don't mm. know. I I, 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 was lost at a few moments in it because I was obviously re- relating to stuff that had happened in the Savage Dragon mm. series. But um, it definitely made me go. You know what? I, one day I would need to tackle this Savage Dragon thing. Yeah, totally. How many issues is it? Like, is it one of those like three hundred? Yeah, it's it's been months? going forever. Go last and go. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, if you are a Savage Dragon fan, you will have picked this up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure out of all the comic book stores in Australia, for some reason, King's Comics might have way more of these than any <laughs> other one. I can't think what? why. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, um, this is if you, if you are like us and don't have much experience with um, with Savage Dragon and have always been curious about what the world is like and what you know Eric Larson's tone of writing is like, um, this is a great little introduction to that. And the mm. art by uh, Nikos Kutsis. Really uh, who fun. did the art and colors on this? Awesome. Like, yeah, really, really, really great. Yeah, really liked it. Like, I think that all of Savage Dragon is pretty much a bit of a um, kind of Silver Age a parody of mainstream superhero comics. It's just been going forever and ever. Yep. Um, so there's a bit of fun stuff like that in this. This is the first comic that has referenced President Trump, as well, to my knowledge. 
ever? I don't know. Are you sure? I'm sure there's... I mean, there have been... Well, I don't know. To my knowledge. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, at one point, it's like, you, first you've been taking pre- orders from President Trump, and now this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which was... Um, I was surprised. But funny. Good job. Um, over to Aftershock right now. Um, and, which is a book by John Lehman, most famous for Chew. Oh, and Sam Keith on art. Who? Do you, what's Sam Keith from? Oh, Keith? I don't know. Why is that name familiar to me? Uh, anyway. Look, I'm going to look him up while you tell everybody what this book is about. Um, this book is weird. <laughs> this book is like... I was going to say. <laughs> it's sort of... Um, you, you think it's going to be set in Victorian times? Oh, Sam Keith is yeah. the creator of the Max. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, I um, love the Max. This was not like the Max at all. This was not like the Max. This was like... It's like weird it, it Victorian looks, era kind of Yeah, except that they have like contemporary technology. Like there's a whole bit where it's like, oh, the security cameras didn't catch her. Yeah. But she's like in a sort of high neck Victorian gown and everything's very like Art Nouveau. Um, and it's about a girl who appears to have found a magical egret which is a kind of bird who she has like a telepathic connection with who helps her steal art and they they like did a sweet heist and then the guy who is investigating the heist um goes to the pet store where she spends an awful lot of her time because she's a bird expert to find out all about because there was a feather left at the crime scene. There are, like, a lot, there are a lot more different places to go besides a pet store to look up to find birds. Yeah, this was like... You don't like, have to go really anywhere at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, this was a weird one. Heaps yeah. weird. And then it ends on the... I'm going to say this is the weirdest cliffhanger I've ever seen in a, in a book. Well, when the bird eats the painting. And then it's just like this big square shape. Yeah. <laughs> with a beak. And the next issue looks like it has an orangutan. Um, a turtle. A turtle. Oh, those cute little guys with the big ears. Yep, one of those guys. Ostrich. Ostrich. Weird. This is a weird book. I kind of uh, low-key enjoyed it. Yeah, the art's yeah. quite it, different. The art is very different. The and colors I, sort of, I loved. I did not... I wasn't... The art... I'll, I'll, I would love one page, and then I'd turn the page and be like, oh, blech. Yeah, her face is heaps weird. Yeah. And like, big, weird, lumpy face, which I kind of liked. It's nothing like what the Max looks like. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, the Max is... a Max, there's no egrets in the Max. Yeah. Um, egret or egret? Let us know. Serious issues at kingscomics.com. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to read the next issue. Yeah, me too. Just, yeah. There was enough in here that was like confusing to me that I wanted to find out. Like, where did she find... What was she doing when she found this egg? And why is the egg magic? And why is it now? But she goes around dressed like a Victorian lady. That's all I want to know. Uh, over to Oni Press right now for a new book by Sarah Grayley, um, who wrote illustrated and colored this book Hmm. um it's called kim reaper and it's about a uh, teenager who is paying for her uni courses by uh temping as the grim reaper yeah um and so she helps uh the souls of of dead things pass on to the afterlife Mm -hmm. um and it's all about a another student who has a big crush on her and she follows her um into like a you know death dimension and then uh fucks up her reaving the soul of a dead cat and um, the, how are they going to get out of this one? Who, I re- know? who it's, knows? It's real goofy. It, it totally feels like it's it's already a, a cartoon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's like straight up, just felt like a like you know like an Adventure Time comic or a regular show comic. Or like um, I, I feel like if you're like a Steven Universe fan, this is probably a good vibe for you. Like an older Steven Universe fan, if that makes sense. Yeah, 
I've, 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 I thought this was really fun. Yeah, I I'm thought totally, this was totally fun. Yeah, this is like kind of book that if if, it, if the, be- the week isn't too busy, I'll definitely pick it up and read it. But if it's yeah. too busy, I'll be like, I'll be like, oh, I'll wait for this one. Yeah, exactly. Like I feel like this is something that is good, and I can appreciate it for what it is. It's not heaps like up my alley. Just not targeted at us. Yeah, it's not. We're it's outside not, that demographic. Absolutely. Um, but it was pretty good fun. I, I'll I, read it. If I one have of my fun. favorite things about us doing first things first is how many um, all ages comics we read. Yeah, totally. Because most of them like gel with me, or I like just like them enough to kind of recommend them to people that are specifically asked for it. I would absolutely recommend this book if you were looking for a fun all ages comic that's you know um, pro diversity in characters mm-hmm. and like also and just has kind a of big funny. shirtless man with like who owns like a hundred kittens. And like you know, this used a lot of like uh, you know funny teen dialogue that wasn't tropey absolutely and it was yeah yeah it was fun um, it feels a bit like it's, it's not like someone older trying to capture something zeitgeisty it's you know this comes from like it's a one person's vision and it comes from a very like honest place you yeah. know what i mean and the art and colors are great too it's absolutely like, fit, fit the book perfectly which good is good cartooning good because she wrote it as well yeah phew. <laughs> <laughs> good fun um so yeah I, I, i'll tentatively sign up for kim reaper Same. uh over to dynamite for the sovereigns um and uh the sovereigns is a zero issue it's called the end of the golden age and it's a uh, precursor kind of book to a, a, a book called the sovereigns and another book called magnus um and this is a team up of uh, a bunch of properties that i think valiant had the license for in valiant's heyday uh and those uh characters are magnus turok um solar and dr specter so these are all dynamite properties now yeah um and uh this is a book uh that has like a pretty awesome um creative team uh it's a it's a collection of stories that have been written by ray fox kyle higgins um aubrey citizen and um chuck wendig and um we've got art um by johnny deschardins deschardins um Jorge Fornes. Nice. Alvaro Sarasca. Perfect. and dylan burnett um but uh this was like, you know, one of those it kind of sets up where all these characters that, you know, I've, I've, I've played the Turok and Nintendo 64 game. Oh, yeah. That's my extent of uh, knowledge of these characters. My extent of the knowledge of these characters is looking at their front covers when I put them on the shelf at Kings. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't actually read many of these, but I really enjoyed this. It reminded me sort of of Divinity in that yeah, it it's feels- like a big sort of world colliding event set in an alternate future um, and characters I didn't I didn't understand, but I think that they did a brilliant job of like, you know, Introducing them to you in a non-super over-explanatory way. It feels very in tone with with Valiant's current output as well. Yeah, which absolutely is sneaky. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but yeah, I found this really enjoyable. Way more than I thought I was going to. So th- we get yeah we, we get like a um, kind of longer feature of um, of setting up the Sovereign series, and then we get little glimpses at um, a Magnus series, a Turok series, and a Dr. Spectre series and mm. then a bunch of boring backup material after that sketches and stuff like that. Um, but I, I really loved the art on the, um, on the Turok and the Dr. Spectre backups. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to, so there's going to be a Sovereigns series and a Magnus series starting up. So I'm, I'm going to totally read both of those. And Absolutely. See they, uh, they, they are interesting like this one is. Yeah, this was heaps fun. I really enjoyed it. Also, it's a buck for 48 pages. Oh, wow. Uh, so pick this one up if you uh, have a buck. That is genuinely worth it, guys. Yeah, definitely. $1.25 in Australia. <laughs> uh, we both read weird properties that neither of the other one would never never read probably. Yeah, nice. So, uh, I the- read um, 
I read Kill Shakespeare, past his prologue, Juliet, issue one. The only reason I didn't read this is because I I know that Kill Shakespeare is like a long-running thing and I was just like, oh, I'm not going to get all the references in this. Totally. I also, um, I've never read any Kill Shakespeare. Um, and no- I think that novels, this is... right? No, Mostly? no, no. This is comics. It's, it's been in running comics. in comics for a really right, long sure. time. And I don't think that this is actually by the original creative team because I think it used to be written by a woman. I could be totally wrong. But this was written by Connor McCreary with art by Corin um, Howell. And this is kind of like, this is like the funniest crossover between Shakespearean characters <laughs> of all time. So this follows Juliet, who um, didn't die, guys. She didn't die after Romeo um, killed himself. She Spoilers for Romeo yeah. and Juliet. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, she thought she killed herself, but turns out, nope. And now she's in mourning. And um, her mum has married Shylock from The Merchant of Venice. Great. <laughs> who had to leave Venice for obvious reasons. Um, and she will only she's only allowed to go outside if she's accompanied by Benvolio. Um, <laughs> like, it's really funny. And if you're, like, a bit of a Shakespeare nerd, I think that there's, like, a bit to get out of this. And, like, Wait, hold on. Before you go forward, have you only ever read Romeo and Juliet and The Merchant of Venice? No. I went to Shakespeare school in what? London. <laughs> I love, like, uh, 2013. Because I was about to like bond that. with you because I've only read those two Shakespeare yeah, plays. Because yeah. no, I was forced for, um, to in school. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. How many Shakespeare plays have you read? All of them. All of them, bro. No, I don't know. A lot. A bunch. That's I, I was... Um, <laughs> I was in the Tempest. You're in, amazing. Um, <laughs> like, what, a, what a great factoid. Yeah, yeah there you go. Um, Shinspear. Yeah, Shinspear. That's me. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this. I think that Conor McCurry does like an amazing job of actually aping um, Elizabethan language without it being like impenetrably hard to read and it's not niambic so you don't have to like be stressed about understanding it i thought that like this was way more fun than i was expecting i really enjoyed it but keep in mind that she went to shakespeare school <laughs> Nah, but you like if you like shakespeare you'll be able to figure would you it out. go to kill shakespeare school no way i love shakespeare i'd never kill him i read tank girl world war tank girl um, from Titan Comics this week, um, written and drawn by the guys who have been doing all the t- um, Tank Girl stuff recently. Uh, one of the creators, Alan Martin, uh, wrote this one, and it was drawn a letter by Brett Parson. And the reason I keep picking up these uh, issues, I don't love the story at all. I think I find it just mm. boring. And like, kind of like, you know, you kind of understand the idea of Tank Girl. She's a badass who is naked sometimes yeah. and kills guys. Sometimes she has like bullet casings over her tits. Cool, man. Cool. Um, but I think um, Brett Parsons' art is spectacular, like awesome, mm. awesome cartooning. Um, so I always pick it up. And also the production on this, like if you were a Tank Girl fan, like you get this amazing like classic era kind of, uh, you mm. know, it's, it's got this yellow tinge to it because it's this, like old, to get this older kind of Bende dot feeling to it. Cool. It's a really well-produced comic. I just, um, you know. It, it, it's not the most captivating story, and I don't think it's intending to be either. So, if you're a Tank Girl fan, this was uh, this was a, a real treat, I'm sure. But uh, I'm not going to read another issue. I'm just going to look at the covers and be like, oh, look at that. <laughs> Doesn't that look cool? So that's first things first, uh, where we read all of the new number ones from last week. Uh, we both chose not to read the uh, Rogue One adaptation comic, even though it was written by Jody Hauser, who we like. Oh. Um, I just, just new rule, no adaptations. They, yeah, they suck. They always suck. Yeah, preludes. Like, so, oh no, we, we, like we like Sherlock. The um, the, the oh manga yeah, adaptation. yeah. Actually, that's a bad rule. <laughs> um, I don't know how to. I don't know how to define this rule. No, no adaptations that I don't want to read. <laughs> Perfect, <laughs> covers everything. Uh, I also didn't read some other weird comics that I never would. That I'm sure none of our listeners would read anyway. 
Uh, oh, we didn't. Re- I didn't read Riverdale. We both uh, yeah. Also, n- new rule: no Riverdale. Yeah. Archie Sorry, only, guys. and there's oh, there's a good, good, good Archie comic coming up later on. Mm. I didn't read the Armory Wars or Yeah Revolution and the Courier. Armory Wars is like, um, do you know that band Coheed and Cambria? Oh, uh, only by name because yeah. it's a bad name. There's like, there's like this really. Um, I only know them because my little sister is like obsessed with them, and she used to make me buy all. Are of they the like Amarillo math Wars. rock or something? Kind of like really like fast. I don't like. I don't know the right term for it, and I feel like she'll they get mad at me if I Shakespeare's call them cool. like. I feel like if I call them like, they're not. I don't know what they are, but they like all of their music is set in this like fictional universe. I do know that about them. Yeah, yeah, and so like the comics follow that. Um, really? Yeah, I'm she loves. So them. glad I didn't read it. Yeah, God, I would have been lost. I could barely understand it when she would explain it to me. So all of the new number ones have been reviewed, which means it's time for our most beloved segment. No matter how many times you yell at me on Twitter, I'm never changing it. <laughs> Fuck coins forever. We're dice guys now. Uh, it's the called future guys. Roll the dice for Image, DC, or Marvel. Um, so uh, as always, one to two is Image, three to four is Marvel, and five to six is DC. I'm going to roll this dice right now. Siobhan's going to call the number out. It's a six. DC first. Woo. Then we're going to roll six DC again. Then we're going to... This is tedious. It's another six. One. Image. image DC, <laughs> then image, then Marvel. Okay. All right. Great. It's a great segment. I, I, I understand why people love it so much. <laughs> um, so, we're going to do DC first. Yeah. It was quite a light week for DC. Yeah. But there were some, there were some big big moments. We got the uh, end of the... I guess like you, you could kind of almost tap out of here if, if you were reading Batman because this, this Tom King story that he's been weaving since the start uh, comes to an end. Mm. Uh, somewhat. I mean, I know, I know the theme's going to be carried on uh, in the button. God. <laughs> <laughs> When the Flash and Batman face their greatest foe, the buttons. Buttons. <laughs> um, but uh, it's just called the buttons. <laughs> it's just like, like Batman found like a, a, a just a bag of buttons in the in the Batcave, and he's like, "Flash, what the fuck are these doing here? Who's been sewing in the Batcave?" <laughs> Alfred's like, "Sorry, yeah. <laughs> you lose mystery a lot of solved." <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so Batman number twenty um, is the conclusion of the I Am Bane storyline. Um, and this ties in like from pretty much the rebirth issue uh, to to the last twenty issues, um, mm-hmm. uh, written by Tom King, drawn by uh, David Pin- David Finch with inks by Danny Mi- Danny Mikey and Trevor Scott and Geordie Belair on colors. Um, this is a great looking book. This is just oh, it's a great looking book. This is this is just a uh, like a kind of summary of the last um, the last. Yeah, I think Sorry, maybe... someone... Lynn's taking a goddamn call, like her job, and asks her to do constantly, and it's just distracting me from doing my work. Um, I think that, like, there's so much, like, narration in this series, and there's so much, like, recapping of stuff that's happened, um, and I just kind of wish that it was just more of a... more of a, more of a plot, more of a story, and less of a talky... talky la-la book where... Bruce talks to his mum all the time. Yeah, well, what, yeah. What if every Batman issue was narrated by Martha Wayne? <laughs> by Martha Wayne. Oh <laughs> Dead God, Martha Bruce. Wayne. <laughs> yeah, like all of those issues where, like, what, what if she was narrating the issue where he and Catwoman did it on the roof? <laughs> that would be bad. That nice one, Bruce. <laughs> oh, son, I thought I taught you better than that. Oh, not taught you. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Oh God, <laughs> I'm sorry. I meant to use protection. Um. Anyway, this was fine. I, I, I liked the bit where he headbutted Bane and said, "I am Batman." That was good. Yeah, that was good. Spoilers: He headbutts Bane because fucking, of course, he, he says, does. "I'm Batman." Um, I don't know. I kind of I like that. You know, this this whole every issue has just been like this long fight. Yeah. And this is the this is just the end of that fight. I thought yeah. it was you know it's it's small on plot but big on kind of what 
the stakes are for Batman, for Bane, for the characters involved. You know what it. It's just it's it's just one fight to the reader, but really this what goes through Batman's head, you know, as he becomes Batman and when he has to fight all these dickheads mm. all the time, you know. And I, I kind of like the exploration of that. Why he why he keeps getting punched in the face, why he keeps headbutting motherfuckers. Yeah. Because his like, mum tells yeah. him to. I feel like we've done that and I would just like to see Batman solve some mysteries, please. What about the mystery of He's the world's greatest the detective? <laughs> Look, we'll that's that. going to be a great mystery. we get that next week or the week after? I don't know. No, not next week. I don't know when. Are we going to do an extensive review? Are we going to do a lenticular episode of, uh, oh, yeah, of Serious absolutely. Issues to celebrate that lenticular color cover? I love a lenticular cover. I'm uh, such a stupid sucker. So, yeah, look, Batman, it's it's an up and down run. There are moments where I think it's going to read it. way better in trade. Definitely. If this, if this is the end of a story that you read in trade, I think it'll be really satisfying. Uh, but you know what? Series also goes up and down, but God, when it's up, it is the best. Mm. Superman... This is such a good issue <laughs> because you've got uh, Peter Tomasi and Patrick Gleason. It's always a better book when Patrick Gleason is drawing it. I wish that they would yeah. work out a way for him just to only draw it. Maybe, I don't maybe, know. Maybe, maybe cra- not double cra- shipping. Cra- crazy idea. Just maybe have it out once a month. Um, but uh, fuck me, this was a, a perfect issue. Yeah. Um, this is, you know, all about the dynamic between Superman and his son, John Kent, a.k.a. Superboy. Um, again, I love that, like, the supporting characters are Batman and Damian Wayne. In, like, fun. every other issue. I also love what a strong Lois Lane Peter Tomasi writes mm-hmm. and Patrick Gleason draws. There's a brilliant moment where, like, you know, <clears throat> Superman and Batman and Damian Wayne are plotting stuff secretly and Superboy sees that Batman's there, so he sneaks out in his costume. And just as you think he's about to thwart them, it's Lois Lane who, like, suddenly is holding Superboy by the ear. And yep. is like, boys, you don't need to do this in secret. Come inside and, you know. <laughs> Eat some pie. Yeah. And Batman sitting really awkwardly at the table, not eating his pie. I loved it. And Damian Wayne says, Batman does not eat pie. Which, uh, actually, we, we started a new thing on the uh, Serious Issues Facebook group. Mm-hmm. It's the Panel of the Week Awards, mm-hmm. uh, where everyone who reads comics is welcome to put up a panel of the week. And uh, whichever one gets the most likes uh, wins. This one got, like, ten likes. So, uh, the panel of uh, Superman, Batman, Lois Lane, Damian Wayne, Superboy, and Crypto. Um, the panel where they're all sitting at the, at the table uh, eating, eating pie except Batman was our panel of the week. Nice. Um, Glad so, to hear yeah. it. If you want to vote so in this prestigious awards, uh, mm-hmm. head over to facebook.com slash group slash serious issues. Um, but this is just a great issue. It's, it's building towards, you know... Setting up a fun mystery. I don't know what it is, but I like, like, because I've, I've not trusted that dairy farmer since day one. All right, guys? <laughs> so I'm keen to see what he's, what weird. Spooky alien milk, this cow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pissing out. Yeah. I love how many cows are in this. Yeah, they're on a farm. There's no other animals on farms. That's true. Because um, John Kent kill, keeps accidentally killing them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Superman, as, as good as it was when it started, it had, you know, that, that multiversity thing didn't go where it needed to go for me to enjoy it as much and I also think that that weird um, the reveal of uh, of Clark Kent was, was fun at first but didn't have the you know and it, it wrapped up way too fast but mm. this is right back on the right track absolutely so, uh, I agree good one to Pat and Peter yep uh, Nightwing issue 18 Prisoners of Pig mm. uh, part- this was, like this was a lot of references to the Grant Morrison run just the Professor Pig stuff right isn't the the reveal at the end also wasn't that a character in the oh Grand yeah Marshall fuck me yeah the Batman R.I.P. yeah you're right yeah um, okay cool having just realised that's who that's from I'm going to stick with this this is going to be one <laughs> of the dropped ones yeah I know um, I uh, I don't know I just kind of like it's not fun anymore it yeah it's like it is 
I think it's gently enjoyable. Like, it doesn't make me annoyed. I'm not mad when I'm reading it. I would like for them to pursue the Nightwing having a baby um, story arc. I think that's heaps fun, and I would be into that. Yeah, but, um, like, could just cut to the part where he has, like, stinky nappies. Yeah, exactly. Don't, just make don't it... have this, like, you know... You're... Now Spider-Woman is finished. Let's make Nightwing Spider-Woman. Yes, yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, but, uh... I, 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 like, there's a moment in this where, where Damian Wayne gets shot. That's so boring. He gets shot a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Wait, when did he get shot? At the end, he gets sh- like Simon uh, Simon Hurt shoots him. Oh yeah, yeah right. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll stick reading it because that was a core reveal. Now that I realise who that is. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Thanks, Javon. I'm glad I did this podcast with you. Anytime. Uh, over now to the Flintstones, um, the Hanna-Barbera DC property that has been. Uh, Top of our list every every month it comes out. Mm-hmm. We've only got two issues left after this one um, before um, writer Mark Russell does his Snagglepuss run, which is probably going to be as good, if not better, than this. Uh, but yeah, written by Mark Russell, art by Steve Pugh. I love this book. It's so good. And this issue was the saddest, you know, because it, 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 it is like, you know, a satirical kind of um, look at society and capitalism issue to issue which is hilarious because it's a fucking Flintstones book but mm-hmm. there's also these really sweet quiet moments and this one the moment in this I was actually like oh my god it was like the biggest gut punch I've read in a long while which one like there was so much um, in this book that was <laughs> like I don't think any any comic I've read deals with like the the difficulties of war and like you know poorly poorly thought out wars and things like that that's so like relevant right now um really really like really amazing like done with such a light touch um but yeah I, I will offer the argument and the death who, of yes who yeah. gives a shit about war r.i.p my boy vacuum cleaner yeah oh my god that was really that was, really devastating it's it just handled like it's just like no that he's dead yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no, like, you don't see him dying. He just is dead. And yeah. now you see the ca- all the other appliances dealing with that fact. And it's While Fred goes, oh, don't get upset. It's just a thing, Wilma. Oh, my God. Okay, and, and, you know, Fred's the hero of this yeah. book. Yeah. And he's, like, you know, the most emotional moments have come through these appliances. Because we're all just complicit in this capitalist system, guys. It's fucking brutal. It's really brutal, but, like, so well done. And, like, this... So many moments of like humor in this as well. Like, um, you know, Claude is one of my favorite characters <laughs> in the Flintstones comic now, and I love the um, Werner Herzog um, yeah, the character filmmaker, Werner yeah. Herzrock, who <laughs> decides that Wilma's art is finally worth something and worthwhile when she's being laughed out of art galleries by snobby people. Like, there's, there's so much that happens in this comic every month, and it's so good. Oh, and it- there's porn. There's like a whole story arc about like right. um, Barney and um, oh God, I'm Fred. sorry, Fred um, discovering porn. What? <laughs> this is the best. I love it. It was awesome, um, and I really hope that the uh, final issue is going to be about an, uh, an appliance uprising. Yeah, to avenge the death of vacuum cleaner. Poor old vacuum cleaner. God, this is a good book. So good, guys. Um, I'm gonna. Know, I'm really gonna miss it once it's finished. But I, feel, I feel like I'm gonna buy this for like. My family. So, oh man, my, my dad would love this. Yeah, actually, my dad would probably really enjoy this, but he won't read it because um, comics my are family an inferior are art form. The only comic he ever reads is Pogo. You know that's Pogo. Yeah, Pogo is like a like that snake one, but it's like a political commentary with animals from like the sixties, I reckon. My yeah. dad only likes things that are. The, I mean, this kind of, over 50 kind of scratches that. Well, age. exactly. Yeah, 
Um, so Young Animal uh, put out a book this week through DC uh, called Shade the Changing Girl, uh, issue seven of this book that we've uh, celebrated since it started coming out, mm-hmm. written by Cecil Castellucci with uh, fill-in art this week by Marguerite Savage. Brilliant. Um, who we, uh, we always love. I'm baffled that she doesn't have like a regular book that she's the main artist mm-hmm. on, uh, but it's great because she pretty much always shows up on books that I love as a guest artist. And, um, you know, it's ne- never a moment of like, oh, where's the regular art going? It's like, oh my God, Marguerite, great. Um, you got a great cover on this one by Becky Cloonan as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, this, uh, this issue is, um, all about the kind of like the origin stories of, uh, the girl that we now know as Shade, the changing girl, uh, the alien being who is, uh, grew up obsessed with earth and, uh, used the madness coat to come to earth and Mm -hmm. swap bodies with a, uh, a a girl at high school that everyone hates. And, uh, so we see, we get a lot of growth of her as a character making friends with these people on earth that she's now, you know, kind of aligned herself with. And then there's a really Being tragic trade in the most heartbreaking, like mean girls kind of way, really devastating. I was very upset by that. Um, so it looks like, uh, you know, this may be the end of this book being a high school set book, mm. which um, I think is, you know, they, they've explored a lot of that here and I'm sure they won't forever forego it, but um uh, I'm excited to see her kind of uh, shade kind of take on the world. If this becomes like a road trip book, it would be mm, awesome. That would be amazing. I sort of hope that the characters um, that we've been introduced to, like some of her friends would maybe noise, come along. Funniest names. What's it's like? Like Blanket or something. I can't remember what the dude's name is. But I like Teacup? Him. Teacup is the girl. And, and River. River. There you go. Blanket. I like River. <laughs> I'd be down if River came with her on some kind of road trip. Yeah, agreed. Um, but yeah, really, really brilliant book. And like... Yeah, I love this. I love this so much. Like, I love the character of Loma. I love how sort of um, flawed she is and how aware she is of her flaws and her problems. Um, I just think it's really cleverly done. Yeah, likewise. This is great. Um, and, you know, it's, it's far and away my favorite young animal book. Yeah, um, and agreed. The, the backup material directly relates to the, um, to the story as well. Yeah, a little bit by Dan Parent, who's the um, sort of current key Archie artist on their sort of um, Digest comics. Right. Oh, they look just like Archie. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, so this was uh, basically fills in. This, these are like little episodes of the um, I Love Lucy esque kind of fifties soap that Loma is obsessed with, and mm-hmm. that's you know starts her kickstarts her obsession with Earth. Um, yeah, this is it was a great, good great issue. You, everyone should be reading this one. This is like got to be one of the serious, most serious issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I've caught anything the best yet this week. Oh, good job. Let me know if I have. I probably have. Uh, Savage Things was the final book I read from uh, DC and Marvel, sorry, DC and Vertigo this week, mm-hmm. uh, written by Justin Jordan with art by Ibrahim Mustafa, colors by Jordan Boyd. This is the uh, extremely over the top violent, uh, just like Jordan, Justin Jordan loves to do in all of his books. Mm. But uh, this is like, you know, at one point a, a, a soldier throws the disembodied head yeah. of, a, of, a, of an innocent bystander into a crowd. And our good guy tears out someone's throat with his teeth. Um, he's so that's the a real level. Good guy. Um, but uh, yeah, this is about like you know secret societies of of, of assassins and and uh, and armies, uh, and and then what happens when there's nothing in place to stop these uh, groups of highly trained soldiers um, if they ever get out of line, mm. which is exactly what's happened. It feels ve- this book feels very familiar. I can't think of what I can um, compare it to, but it just feels like something I've read before, probably through Vertigo. 
Yeah, or it kind of feels a little bit like Punisher Max by well, Garth like, Ennis. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, it feels like a Garth Ennis book is what it feels like. Um, um, and I'm not a huge Garth Ennis fan. So you would love Punisher Max. I know. <laughs> it's one of the best runs of all time. Um, best. There, I said it. Yeah, I there it. we go. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, even though the, the the moments of gore are so silly, mm. um, and it almost takes me out of the seriousness of the overall story, but I, I'm still enjoying this this book. I'll definitely see it out to the end because I'm. It's like the, what the, if Morning Glories was written by Garth Ennis? Ah, that's a good little description. Thank also, you. sounds like your nightmare <laughs> book. Why are you I reading know. it? I know. I think I'm going to drop it. Really? Yeah. I like. It's not. It's me. It's not the book. You know sure. what I mean? I think it's just probably not for me. <laughs> I'm sorry, Justin Jordan. I like um, your other stuff. So now we are going to review all of the new number, all, all the new issues Image. from Image. Um, what do you want to start with, Siobhan? Uh, let's start with Planetoid Praxis. Okay, cool. Planet- this at the top of my pile. All right, great. This is the bottom of my pile. Go, go figure. God. Uh, Planetoid Praxis by Ken Garing. He wrote and drew and lettered this book um, he, and coloured it too. Did it oh, all. Oh, wow. Um, this is a, uh, a second series to a series that we never read about a, uh, a colony in space. Mm-hmm. And in this... But they're like on a planetoid, mm-hmm. and in this issue, we've we've met these like you know invaders who are like almost like Steve Jobs, and uh, kind of trying to colonize the planet. Yes, um, that sounds good. This, like, and it's sort of like colony, yeah. I like the kind of um, you know this colony has been so separated from the world that the war they thought was still going on actually ended nine years ago, and they may have really fucked up when they um, decided to kill someone who they thought was from. Um, the bad army a couple yeah. of years ago. This is an awesome book. It's, it's really good. There's so, so many different characters that he jumps from. That's my favorite thing about creator and stuff. When you have like a cast of like ten characters that you can just effortlessly jump. You know, they all have different colored hair, so I always remember which which characters. Yeah, they exactly. Are. It's really clear delineations. <laughs> I like it, um, yeah. and I like the sort of. I like the kind of overarching message of the book, and I think it's um, it's really cleverly written and really impressive to have it stand alone so strongly yes. as a book. Um, I'm sure you get way more out of it if you've already read Planetoid, but as like a new reader, I think this is really. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
compelling. Yeah, totally. Um, and uh, what's great about each issue is that there's a, just a backup. On if you've turned the the, the comic a, a, around, there's a book, a three page comic called Other Things each each month. And this month, uh, the other things is a uh, little story called Omnivore about a couple that take magic mushrooms and then everything goes fucking pear-shaped. Yeah, I think it's a good, I feel like it's a cautionary tale of like, don't just take some mushrooms that you found sitting around your house because they could be monsters. Buy them from a... a Reputable dealer. Exactly. Especially Make if, sure you trust your dealer, guys. Especially one in Bali that mixes it with Raspberry Fanta. Can't what? tell you why those specifics, I know them, I just... Uh, <laughs> That's my that's my hot tip. Australians doing drugs in Bali. That's never happened. <laughs> uh, Paper Girls, number 13 by Brian K. Vaughan and art by Cliff Chang. Colours by Matt Wilson. So pretty. Such pretty colours. The prettiest oh book. Um, and, uh, this we- is like my most um, anticipated Brian K. Vaughan book now. Like I still love Saga. Saga's still amazing. But every Paper Girls issue, I'm like, yes, Paper Girls. This is the best. I'm excited. Um, this has... Uh, Mark, Mark Millar needs to read this book so he can understand how a period works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, was it Mark? Oh, no, no, wait, shit. Who I, was it? I, no, it's, I don't want to say it now because Marguerite Bennett. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's someone who definitely knows how a period <laughs> I'm works. I'm Marguerite Bennett is across periods. Um, <laughs> uh, period Watch is a good segment on, uh, on Serious yeah, Issues, really I think. Is. Uh, but there's, a, there's, I don't know, he's just, the, 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 the four characters, these four girls, they're so good. They're I, so varied and distinct. And I just love really that, impressive. like. Well, what happens each each month now is just a whole bunch of wacky shit happens, but it's fine because it's so grounded by these really w- well realized paper girls. Yeah, absolutely. And like Cliff Chang is just like so so knocking it out of the park art wise. Like this is such a beautiful book to look at. One thing that only he does, um, and I really like it, is that he when a, when a character's hair covers their face their eye he mm-hmm. still draws the outline of the eye like over the top of the hair mm. i love that yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a chang thing but i love it it's a good chang thing uh this ends like a weird flash forward of the future i love that i love <coughs> getting great. like a little like ooh, a taste of what's to come because um, this book is full of like time travel and madness weird characters and terrible things happening Periods. It's great. I love it. I love this book, guys. It was yeah. This is a it's great so like again. It's one of those ones that's really hard for us to explain plot wise where it's at because it's gotten to a point of like there's some crazy time travel stuff has happened, but it's obviously beyond time travel because either time travel like either the timelines have been corrupted because time travel had already happened, or we've <laughs> gone somewhere totally different. We're in an alternate timeline. Like it's hard to say, but it's so brilliant. Yeah. Um, I want to know if any of our listeners um, have actually cut out any of the the posters at the oh, back yeah. of each issue. Um, let us know. Serious Issues, kingscomics.com, facebook.com, hey, slash Serious Issues Podcast, at LevDog, at CBG <laughs> at Serious underscore underscore Issues. Uh, also out this week, we had Sun Bakery number two by um, Corey Lewis, uh, written, drawn, coloured, everything by him. Um, this is the anthology comic, one man anthology comic. Such and a fun concept. I love that image you're letting him do this. Likewise. And uh, I love that um, the previously panels. Ah, uh, yes. Just, he just puts like a bunch of like full pages from the last, like pretty much the full just story. Just miniaturized. Just miniaturized. You yeah. can kind of go, oh, yeah, I remember that happened. Um, so we get. Um, the can kind of like the the second part of this um his take on Metroid, um which is real fun and fu- and, and and like kind of as, as a Metroid fan the Nintendo game, um explores like the physics of what happens when uh Metroid shrinks up into a ball and mm. uh, in this one <laughs> a, a character says I think I can feel my boobs on my butt. Um, I like how many women are in this like almost like all of the um lead characters are chicks and that's really cool. 
And they're not just like sexy chicks with, you know, that can do badass things. Yeah, it's they're just, cool, like weed smoking. Just like uh, super quirky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one of them does not give a fuck. She does not give a fuck. I, I think that's my panel. favorite one. And that was that's my, my favorite, favorite panel character. of the week. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a sto- sword story. And then there's like the, Bat the, the talking ska- skateboard story continues. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's real crazy. There's, and like, then and, the, the weird Western story at the end as well. And the amazing um, first comic he ever wrote that he... he um, yeah. Which is called Bloodshed, which is like a, a throwback to a 90s image book. Uh, so if you were like a young blood fan, definitely there's so up. much in this book. Like it's so packed. Like it's cover to cover. Everything is done by him. Like you get a cool essay from him in the back as well. I, yeah, I love this. Yeah, and it's even got like a weird little narrator. I don't know if he's like a light bulb or a bulb. Bulby. Or Bulby, that's right. Yeah, he's great. Uh, yeah, I, this is a sick book. I, I love that. Like you know, some of his ideas are super juvenile, and mm. then it'll. Be, I don't think it will be a really high concept. And it's sort of like almost. Um, like one of um, Michael DeForge, who's like an amazing, amazing Canadian comics creator who you don't need me to introduce him to you. Um, but he will take like a really basic juvenile idea and then run with it to its like natural conclusion <laughs> and go as far as it possibly can. And you end up with something like genuinely compelling at the end of it. I kind of feel like that's what he's doing here. The Walking Dead, number 166. Uh, we thought a character was about to die at the end of uh, issue 165. Oh, and at no. the end of this this issue, she still may be about to die. <laughs> that's my review. Whoa, that's shocking. <laughs> uh, someone dies very conveniently in nice. this. Uh, like really coincidentally. Um, but, you know, it's still fun. It's fucking Walking Dead. I'm always just going to read it once a month and then just put it back on the shelf. Mm, nice. Don't do that at comics. Don't stores, do everybody. that, guys. That's no, it's stealing. no good. It's theft. Yeah. Only do it in Bali on mushrooms. <laughs> Unrelated story. Uh, Extremity number two by Daniel Warren Johnson and Mike Spicer. Uh, another fun, crazy space opera romp. We're getting a lot of those, but this was a this is a this is a cool comic, right? Yeah, I think this is so well done. It it has so many like it feels like it has so many influences, but has managed to create something really unique that feels very um, kind of special and well realized. It's got a lot of maps, guys. I love a good map. Maps in the are back. great. Maps are reminds important. me of so many things that I loved as a kid. I can't even think of what it is, but it feels weirdly nostalgic for me. The Atlas? Just the Did whole you have book. An atlas just the whole <laughs> At Shakespeare School. <laughs> Look, yes. Um, but yeah, this is great. This is really good. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like it's, again, it's not, we're only one two issues in and I don't really want to spoil the plot because it jumps it's jumped so far forward. So mm. well just like, you know, so many things have happened. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's an awesome space revenge tale and it looks like there's gonna be some double revenge happening. Yay, that's my favorite kind of revenge. So those are our image reviews for the week. Did you read any more image books? No, that was it. That means it's time to talk about Marvel, Siobhan. Oh gosh. And big, you bet I Marvel. dropped a lot of Marvel books this week. But yeah, let's talk about the ones. It's kinda necessary. Yeah, there's some of them are good. Um mm. Or some of them aren't for me, is what I mean to say. Yeah, there we and we'll go. find out exactly which ones those are later on in the show. Uh, the Uncanny Avengers number twenty-two is the penultimate issue of this. Uh, what has easily been we say it every time we review it, Marvel's best team book um, for mm. the last year or so. There you uh, go, you said it best. <laughs> yes, I did it. Well, I mean, you would agree, right? I don't know. <laughs> it's better than Ultimates. It's better than Mark Wade's Avengers and Champions. It's better I would have than, to it's think about it. It's better than the X Men books have been. It's better than the Humans books. I think I've covered it all here. Maybe. Anyway. <laughs> um, I really liked Al Ewing's New Avengers, but I think I like this more than that too. Mm. Um, it's also like, you know, any book that manages to like lend pathos and heart to Deadpool, 
Mm. Like he makes out with another member of the Uncanny Avengers in this one here, and it feels earned. And yeah, totally. He Dead- earned that makeout. Deadpool doesn't earn shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I, I, I like you know Jerry Duggan who writes this book has such a great handle of Deadpool, obviously from the solo series. Actually, the craziest thing that this book makes me want to do is read all of Jerry Duggan's Deadpool. Yeah, totally. That's um, a that's a huge compliment. Uh, Pepe Larraz on art on this book is is great too, and the colors by Daniel David Curiel are awesome as well. Uh, this deals with um, it t- ties into Secret Empire, but don't let that t- deter you. It's fine. It makes sense that that, that mm-hmm. this is happening. Uh, basically, they've they've beaten the Red Skull and they're removing Professor Xavier's brain from his head, um, and uh, they're not that they've complied to to that end with 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 Captain America, but the rest of the issue is about what what to do with Xavier's brain. Cap wants it. Rogue doesn't For want to have it. For nefarious reasons. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed this issue. and I actually thought it was going to be the last one, but I'm, I'm happy to know that there's at least one more. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. And the reveal of what that issue, next issue was going to be about. Yeah. With the return of Wonder Man, who has been living in Rogue's head. Yeah. That's cool, because I completely forgot about that. Totally. Like, same. He, he got absorbed into her head. I forgot that he was in head. her head. Um, that was oh, weird. Does that mean that he was also making out with Deadpool? Maybe he was only making out with Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Rogue, Rogue one or no part of that. Yeah. Actually, that's a bit weird. Whatever. Make it happen. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, it's a great book, right? Yeah, really good. I really enjoy this book. I'm, I'm sad to see it go, but I love to watch it leave. <laughs> uh, that tied in this week to uh, Steve Rogers' Captain America by Nick Spencer and Javier Pina and Andre Gionaldo, colors by Rochelle Rosenberg. Um, <clears throat> this issue dealt with Cap uh, and the capture of Red Skull, and um, he maybe might go one step further than just capturing Red Skull on this issue. If you catch Maybe. my drift, Siobhan. Guys, not to give it away. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this kind of deal- delves into, you know, even though Red Skull has completely manipulated Captain America into thinking he is someone else, he's still managed to thwart Red Skull in that he is still evil, but his own kind of evil. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't like... A- <laughs> but now, like, there's, there's, one, there's one Hydra now. It's always... <laughs> Without <laughs> it's giving away what Nazis. happened... Um, now the two the two kind of hydra camps are uh, now united under one shield <laughs> uh and this i guess the next issue is going to deal with the creation of the cosmic cube uh, i don't know i don't care you know i i, I like this issue more than i've liked the last few issues of, of captain america yeah at least I, I, it wasn't just a getting the team together book i am definitely only reading this book because i want to know everything i can before i get greatly disappointed by secret empire yeah, yeah, i want to make absolutely. sure that it just crushes me yes uh, you know, a book was great, though. Issue 19 of Tom Taylor's uh, all-new Wolverine. It's a brand-new start for Laura. She doesn't have the trigger scent um, problems anymore. She's got a new artist in Leonard Kirk, and she has a new costume, too. That kind of so mirrors... does Gabby. Yeah, Gabby, her pal. I loved it. Her little clone sister. pal. Yes, sister clone pal. Um, this was an awesome book that kind of used the Marvel Universe really, really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, Ironheart used in this with Tony Stark's um, UI. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have Captain uh, Marvel Captain Marvel shows up and she's not the worst Spider-Man's in this one bit mm-hmm. of Nova bit of Nick Fury uh, everyone's in this guys it's real fun um, I like that Nick, Nick Fury is like kind of like a co-star of this book actually yeah absolutely it works works really well um, but basically a uh, an alien crash lands on Earth um, and uh, Ironheart uh, discovers it and mm-hmm. uh, the only words before dying this alien says are Laura Kinney which happens to be the name of Wolverine AKA X23. Um, and uh, immediately after saying those words, she drops dead, and then so too do everyone in her vicinity. Uh, th- she's crashed, this alien has crashed on Roosevelt Island in New York. The president 
which is possibly Trump, <laughs> is uh, is described as trigger happy and just wants to bomb the entire island because of this outbreak, this contagion. But uh, Laura is uh, is parachuting in to potentially save the day. Hmm. This uh, was good. It was like um, what's what's that Batman event? No man's land. Yeah, they no man's land it. Yeah, totally. They they, they blow up some bridges. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you look, I, I've just kind of described to you the plot. It's good. I'm, I did that because this is a perfect jumping on point. Uh, it really, really sets up what could be a very fantastic adventure for Wolverine and Gabby. So you should definitely pick this one up. Heaps Tom Taylor's been doing great work on this book. Agreed. Uh, you still reading Jessica Jones? No. Uh, no, I am. I read you this are. issue. All I right, read this there issue. You go. Brian Michael Bendis, Michael Gados, Matt Hollingsworth on this book. The return to the kind of alias book featuring Jessica Jones. Um, she She's fucked up her marriage. She's hidden her child. But... Um, I kind of like, this is like her kind of trying to repair that, but did Luke kind of make her walk out? I don't know. Yeah, like things yeah. Ruined it's like forever? it. It seems like things aren't ruined forever, but Luke is not ready to totally forgive her <coughs> just yet, which I think is fair. I really, really liked from a writing point of view those scenes of of Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and their child together on the bed with yeah. Jessica Jones trying to explain herself and Luke Cage saying, "Don't ruin it." Like, I actually really liked this issue. Yeah, I think that Bendis really knocked it out of the park with this one, and he set up like a cool new mystery, which I'm actually interested to read. Yeah, I mean, if he can also save Maria Hill from bad writing, uh, that'll be impressive too. <laughs> it's too late. It's too, too late. late for her. She's gone. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah. Maria Hill. The Maria Hillbot, you mean? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jessica Jones. You know, we stuck with it. Yeah. He Bendis did it. It's a it's a it's a good book. Sure and like is. even when this is my big thing with Bendis, then there are a few books that we're going to talk about quite soon that um I just found a chore. Mm. Um, and Bendis books can be bad, but they never feel like a chore to read unless it's one of those super dialogue heavy ones, which is, you know I like I mean super super dialogue heavy. Yeah. But like I'll always like. They move briskly enough and enough, just enough happens that I never really get like, oh, this stupid book. I hate having to read it. <clears throat> like I'll, I'll finish it and be like, why did I read that? Mm. But I'll never be like, oh my God, I have to read this book, which is what, uh, how I felt reading a few of these books this week. Um, do you want to talk about those first? Then we can end on some good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about the ones you hated. Um, I hate it's wrong. Uh, Hawkeye by Kelly Thompson, Leonardo Romero and Jordi Belair. I wish I liked this book. I just don't care. I can appreciate that. I do like this book, but it's not the most, like, it's not the top of, oh, it probably was the top of my Marvel pile. Like, it's an easy read. You know what I mean? No, like, see, I find this book a chore. Uh, see, I quite enjoy it. I just, like, I, I don't, it's like these, like, really low, low risk adventures featuring a sassy girl who's rude to people. I love low stakes. <laughs> I love people I love low rude. stakes too, but it's just kind of like, why are you, was anyone doing anything in this book? And this does have a good um, Jessica Jones cameo. Yeah, this whole issue is like Kate trying to learn how to be a private eye off Jessica Jones, right. who isn't perhaps not the best teacher anyway. <laughs> um, um, I, I do enjoy this, but okay. I can see why. I'm out because I just like you know I, I don't I don't I always leave it lower and lower on my pile, and that's no way to treat a book. It's true. I love the art. It's good. Art's great. I like the Sunset Boulevard reference. It's good. <laughs> um, I'm finally gonna tap out of Mark Wade's Avengers. I tapped out of Champions a while ago. Uh, I found this Avengers story just like really like it's like you know time dimension hopping problems. I normally love Kang stuff, but Mike Del Mundo. Yeah, it's not enough. I'm done. This ended it's enough for me with the weird artifact thing. I don't know who cares. Who gives a fuck? I just and like now, looking at pictures. And now um, we actually maybe I'm going to read. It. <laughs> the, the, to be continued is uh, all about Avenger X, which is the character that was introduced in those point one issues of the Avengers. 
that that uh, only just finished. Okay. Because I didn't know who that was. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that's slightly interesting enough. I don't know. And look, it looks like Doom's showing up in the next issue. Yeah. I don't know. Which version a, of Doom is this? But is it's this a Del Mundo drawn Doom, which yeah. is one that we should look at. Is that the hot Doom? Hot Doom. Is that sexy Doom? Well, yeah. He's got he's got Iron Man thingers. Yeah. So yeah, it's current Doom. Sexy Doom. Sexy Doom. Um, Iron Fist number two by Ed Brisson and Mike Perkins and Andy Troy. Um, again, just like real boring. I don't care. Like, like particularly boring. Ah, uh, but didn't you think that bit at the end was spooky with the guy made of rats? No, who cares? Rats are mad. Out. I'm spooked out by it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not the best book. I don't have time for not the best book. As everyone who listens to this show, I only, only read, read the, the best. best. I'm the uh, John West of comic book reading. <laughs> Throw this one back into the motherfucking ocean. Yeah, look, there's way better. There's way better Iron Fist comics where he has to do a kung fu tournament is all I'll say. Um, finally, no, not even finally. i got two more. Star oh, Wars. God. I love Jason Aaron. I love yeah. Salvador Locker. I love Star Wars. This comic was no good. And I don't want to read any more Star Wars. Oh, but this arc is finished. Is it? Finished. And it looks like the next um, story arc is going to have Dr. Aphra. Oh. That's fun. Yeah, see? See, now you're going to read it. Star Wars The Screaming Citadel starts 10th of March. I'm into it. Is it the next Yeah, I'm, I was glad to see the end of this story arc. It's really um, story arc. and it was so dumb. It didn't feel like Star Wars. Also, if... Luke already, like, if he'd already heard this huge story about Yoda and everyone had gone like, oh, he's that little green dude, little goblin-looking green dude, why was he so surprised when he met Yoda? Fucking A. Yeah. They, 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 some of these prelude stories really ruin the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Not ruin. Like, Not you, ruin. Just, you just ignore them. Like, they, they don't add to it. Yeah. That's yeah. what Steele said on that, the episode we did together. That arc about the rock monsters didn't do much for me, but I'm it keen to see It started so the- strongly. I was like, oh, man, hell yeah, Yoda. Yeah. But like, I'm, I'm keen to see the rest. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I guess I'm not going to drop this one. Thanks, <laughs> Siobhan. Um, finally, America by mm. Gabby Rivera, Joe Quinones, Ming Doyle um, doing art with Joe Quinones on this one. I love Ming Doyle. I wish that she'd gotten to do just a straight up issue instead of just having to like... Ape Joe Quinones' style? Yeah. Or like, I don't even understand. Like, I think, I don't know how they split up the art duties on this, but man, Ming Doyle's good. Yeah, she's good. But so is Joe Quinones. Yeah, totally. Um, so, okay. I just think the tone of this book is just, like, all over the place. It's heaps confusing, right, it's, guys? It's all, like, one minute she's crying about her mums and her ex-girlfriend, and then the next minute she's like, no, I'm a sassy punch lady. Blah, 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 blah. Is this, uh, does she have multiple mothers, or is that like that? Like, she has she lesbian like moms. moms. Oh, she does? Right, okay, yeah, cool. that's the whole thing. You know how, like, Americans, New Yorkers say, like, mom, like ask, ask your moms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. She's cool. got, she's got she more than one mom. Right, cool. And this has, like, <laughs> I think they're really... Like, such a stupid thing to be annoyed by. In this issue, at her sort of inter, interdimensional um, university that she's going to, um, they have a special guest lecture from Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaurs having a nap underneath the stage. And she's just sitting there going like, oh, this is the best lecture I've ever seen. This is the best lecture you've ever seen. Stop talking through it. I hate people who talk in lectures. <laughs> My bigger problem is like I have such stupid problems with comics these days. America is like a very capable member of the Ultimates, yeah. And like you know, is is like an, an enormously good space hero, yeah, with incredible power set, and doesn't seem to have any confidence issues in the other books. Why the fuck is she at university? Also, why is she being controlled by people in the future? 
And I hate the like I hate the story arc of like it's her fan club who are up against her. Like, why does she have a fan club? She's a like low key superhero. She's not like. She hasn't got, like, a sponsorship deal or anything. I feel like this is just a case of, like, a you know, someone who hasn't written comics before trying to do everything at once. Mm. And I yeah, feel like... Yeah, there's it, so much going so on There's so many plots in here. Like, you know, she goes back in time, punches Hitler, then teams up with Peggy Carter for, yes. like, two pages, then comes back. We don't know why. And yes. Like, I feel like, do that over three issues. Yeah, I, like, I could have read a whole issue of her teaming up with Peggy Carter and then it dealt with her coming back to university and being like, oh no, I missed a couple of classes. Oh well. I also just get rid of the university shit. Just have her doing these crazy space time adventures because she's an awesome hero already. I'm not, not, I don't need to be sold on America Chavez. I already am. I think she's such a great character. I don't see what I like about the character in this book. I agree. And I I wish I did because it looks amazing. Like the Joe Quinones pages are great. The Ming Doyle pages are also great. I wish it had been slightly more consistent. Um, but other than that, this is a, like it look it looks amazing as a book, and I wish I enjoyed it more. Yeah. Um, also, I don't, uh, this Lornella. I, I wish I, I kind of wish all comics were not allowed to use her. Mm, I know. Cause but I like how much they're like really pushing her and trying to integrate her. But it's um, just never as good when it's on her own book. No. Although she does look great here. Yeah, it's true. So, and so does our boy Devil Dinosaur. So does Didi. Um, was he used? Yeah. Then they. Then she ends up. Fu- yeah, that's right. That was. Yeah, this is a weird issue. Yeah. The fu- this is this is the other book that I had no fucking idea what happened. In. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm gonna drop it as well, which does make me sad. I don't want to. But when this I'm was announced, I was like, man, that's exactly what they should be doing. Absolutely. With this character. But now that it's here, I'm like, oh my god, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, totally. And I feel like there are some really awkward pop culture references in it. Like, I don't understand why she has so many Earth, like contemporary Earth pop culture references. Was she raised on Earth? But like an alternate one. Oh, right. So I want to know what alternate universe Beyonce is like, not what my universe And again, Beyonce it's is like, like that, you know, sassy teenage girl being rude to people. I don't like, it's mm. like, I don't, that's not a trait of the characters that I liked now and it's certainly not going to make, make me like them in the future. Like, I don't know. Yep. It's heaps weird. Yeah. And it works if like, you know, you're, you're, she's being rude to shit cunts, mm. but she's being rude to everybody. Like she's rude to Peggy Carter. Yeah, Why? I know. For no I know. reason. And then Peggy Carter is nice to her and still likes her. And I was like, she's being rude and like misunderstanding and she just ruined your whole operation. And you're like, sick, come work with me, babe. Yeah. Weird. Insanely good cover though. Insanely good cover. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, I really liked Nova this week. Yeah. Um, issue five uh, by uh, Jeff Loveness and Ramon Perez with... Um, Art and Colours. So, Art by Ram Perez, Colours by Ian Herring. Uh, this book, um, it's just, you know, it, it, it's, it's that cross of and just enough Sam Alexander stuff and then a whole chunk of Richard Ryder stuff. Yeah, perfect. Um, it's just what I want. And if you've read uh, Andy Lanning and um, Dan Abnett's Nova run, you'll be extremely rewarded by the final pages of this issue. I think a lot of people have been like annoyed that Richard Ryder is back but he's got some weird demon inside of him but I kind of mm. like that that's the repercussions from being in the Cancerverse for yeah, so long yeah totally um, and we see like another like one of the best characters of uh, of that Nova run is is, is Nova's UI, UI that he kind of AI sorry is it UI or UI I guess he's like operating system of whatever it is oh okay the, the voice in his head basically right. um, and uh, that that we see a little return of that which is very exciting um, mm. this is a sick book it looks great it looks the dynamics between the characters are awesome um, and like, I feel like it's never really going to go too far down the like, like, like you know, it's, 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 
you see Sam Alexander, Sam's little sister get in in in, tro- in trouble, but there's mm. no like you know when you're like oh no they're gonna kill a fucking little girl. Yeah, there's never you never like, feel like that. And I like that like Sam's mum is like a strong character in this book, and like she's not just like standing by helplessly, but she trusts him. Yeah. Um I think this is I I feel like not as many people are reading this as it should be. I feel like it flies under the radar a little bit, and it's really exceptionally good, and the art's really good. Well, I think the problem is that. Um, there are very few people that are the perfect cross section that this book is for because mm, it's old older readers who love Richard Ryder want a only Richard Ryder book without Sam Alexander showing up, and then younger readers have no fucking idea who Richard Ryder is. True, and uh, so who's this book for? Is for like the the small cross section of us who did both. Yeah, um, and and, it's, and I love it because of that. Yeah. And the art's so good, guys. God, the art's good. It's so cool. It's, a, it's such a blessing to get Ramon Perez on it. I love it. I love him. Um, I would buy this book for, for young readers, too. I think it's really, really great. Totally. Agreed. And it's a good introduction to a lot of the cosmic stuff. Yeah. Which is always good. Hmm. Um, finally, Bullseye number three. Are you liking this book yet? I like it fine. You, like, okay, you know fine. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ed Brisson and uh, art by um, Guillermo Sanna. The art's very, very good. I love the art. So this is just like this like real like non-stop action comic featuring a guy that you don't really barrack for. Yeah. It's Bullseye against, you know, all these other assassins mm. and gangs. And uh, you're like, okay, I guess, you know, I, I guess I'm on Bullseye's side. But like at the same time, if he dies, like cool, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. yeah. He seems like a pretty bad dude. Um, I really enjoy it. I think it's, it's unlike any other comics that Marvel's putting out right now. And uh, it, it, it its pacing is... is Lightning's fast. It's yeah. great. It does it is similar to the Kingpin book in that it's like mostly about the um supporting characters, not so much about Bullseye, which I kind of enjoy. Yeah. Um I just think the Kingpin one's a bit better. Yeah, well I mean the thing the the heart of Bullseye is you don't need him to grow as a character. Yeah, Whereas totally. Kingpin, you know, you, he is someone that lends himself to 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 character growth really well because mm. he's fat. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh you know Bull, Bullseye just needs to be like just you know, this evil guy who can shoot things. Yeah, and he remains that. I, I like that they don't like you know they don't give him a love interest or something like that in this book. That'd yeah, be, totally. That'd be sh- so bad. That would be annoying. But it does mean that you. It is a lot much more of a surface level enjoyment. Mm. But I, I, I enjoy the fuck out of that surface. <laughs> uh, finally, that's it. That's it. Hey, all right, we got to the end of Marvel. Uh, now, just everything have, else. Just everything else. So we got some uh, some great books this week. Um, some farewells to. Uh, we start on this one. We always leave jo- um, Archie stuff till mm. last. We should start on Archie. Um, Ryan North and Derek Charm have been doing the last seven-ish issues of, mm-hmm. of Jughead, and it's been very, very good. It has been very good. Um, I think I like it overall more than I liked Chip Zdarsky's run, and um, I definitely think that um, Derek Charm is is my Archie artist of choice. Yeah, I think he, it looks like he's going to be continuing. Yeah, well, he's going to do the cover series, on the next one. Excellent, excellent news. Um, but uh, I just think Ryan North d- was such a perfect choice for um, for a Jughead writer when he was announced immediately after Chip Zdarsky. I was like, okay, I get it that they're friends, mm. but like, why would you do that? But now I'm like, oh my god, keep Ryan North on it as long as possible. Yeah, I think I sort brilliant. of, I think I probably personally liked the Chip Zdarsky run a little bit more just because a Ryan North book is a Ryan North book. You know, like yeah. it's more a Ryan North book than it is a Jughead book, which is fine and like great. And this was still heaps fun. And this was a really fun story arc that was concluded in a really satisfying way um, with lots like so packed full of jokes. Like every panel is funny. Um, and it d- did that thing where it talks about like internet trends and memes, which always sucks when comic books do it, do it but it, this, this was done quite well. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, I also love that, uh, according to this comic, uh, Veronica Lodge's middle name is Gosh Darned. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love when they just are like, this is canon now, guys. Yeah, yeah. Everyone deal Actually, with it. And Chip, Chip had probably the better of those jokes, maybe. Absolutely. And this is a real book, like, um, you know, that people will read in the King's Comics staff room and, ever, like, laugh out loud. Like, it's a real... It's a real chocolate yeah, book, and you really want to show show off panels from it to people, even if they haven't read any Jughead books before. It's it's a, it's a damn funny book with a good understanding of all the Archie characters. Um, good good understanding of the Betty Jughead friendship, which is one of my faves in yep, Archie comics. Definitely, um, like yeah, like when when he lets everybody down, Betty feels it the most. Mm. It's nice, um, and I also love like this version of Veronica is just like someone that has like you know lots of money and. Like, we'll, we'll reluctantly save the day with her hunks if she has to. Yeah, she's a much more harmless version of Veronica. <laughs> I really enjoyed that iteration. Um, and I like the, also, like, this Reggie's cool in this. Like, he's just, like, a bit just vain. That's yeah, a, That's yeah, his yeah. only bad, bad problem. So, yeah, w- the next uh, Jughead book is written by Mark Wade. I don't know how I feel about that. He's doing great work over at Archie, but I like Jughead being the all-out comedy book. And I can't think of an all-out comedy book that Wade's written. Yeah, that's before. true. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We'll see how it goes. But, like, the cover of the next um, issue looks like it's going to have um, Josie and the Pussycats and Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which is pretty sick. Yeah, and God, I love Derek Charm's Sabrina so much. Mm, he draws a great Sabrina. Just and such a cute incredible like, melody from um, Josie the Pussycats. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. I'm into it. Um, yeah, so great stuff over at Jughead. If you have not been reading this run, it, it'll be collected very soon and you should absolutely pick it up. Agreed. Um, and also uh, choose the Joe Quinones cover. Of this oh, one. that's a nice cover. Real good cover. Oh, wait, the Derek John one's really good too. They're all good. They're all good. They're all good covers, guys. <laughs> you can't go wrong. Um, so what should we talk about oh, next? Should we stick with all ages for a second? Yeah, sure. So a couple more all ages books this week. Brave Chef Brianna. Not not Brave Chief Banana. <laughs> um <laughs> That was a funny time. Uh, written by Sam Sykes, with art by Selena Espiritu, and colors by Sarah Stern. Uh, this is about a girl who is trying to open a restaurant in Monster City. Monster City. And uh, this is a two of four. Um, so, a quick little mini series. Um, and it's about, you know, like, even though all these wacky things are going on, it's about friendship and it's about being a good manager and yep. uh, being a good friend, being confident in yourself, and obeying the rules of Monster Town. And also cooking. Uh, this is great. It is good. It's a really nice, fun little series. Um, uh, it'll be a nice one to like. You know, you can easily pick this up once it's um in, in a trade form yeah. for, for anyone. I this is excellent. If you're looking for a really fun food-based uh, all ages book, very specific <laughs> parameters. It's so specific. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> and, uh, this is this is this is this is a joy to read. Yeah, it is really good fun. It's, and it was like leaving this till after I'd read all the like the Marvel books that I wanted to drop was like, oh my god, comics are great. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and you get a little um, recipe for ban chow at the back. Is yeah, that how you say it? Ban chow. There you go. The uh, the 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 it's X E O, and yeah. that, that that is actually the sound that the uh, ban chow makes when you. Drop it in the hot block. Uh, there you go. Isn't that fun? You're really fun. Also one of my favorite Vietnamese dishes. Yeah, it's so delicious. It's like that crispy pancake thing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Goldie Vance issue number 11, uh, written by Hope Larson and Jackie Ball with art by Noah Hayes. Uh, I really, really love this arc of, um, of, of Goldie, v- Goldie V. Yeah, heaps fun. Um, even though um, when the final page reveal of who the culprit is, I was like, who the fuck's that? <laughs> I had to turn back and realize. But uh, I, I, I just think this is a... Everything I want out of this story is out of this out of this book is you know Goldie Vance mysteries and cars. Yeah, exactly. And that's it's what perfect. we're getting in spades in this yep. in this run. Really solid cartooning. This is such a fun series. I feel like you could give this to anyone. Yeah, 
provided they like mysteries and cars. Who doesn't? Like I like mysteries. I don't, I'm not really crazy about cars. But I, mean, I like people who are passionate about cars. I like, you know, I, like, I think it's really good when a, a character is passionate about something and yeah. their passion is relatable, even though you're not particularly passionate about what they're passionate about. You can, you're, you can see what you're passionate about in their passion and you're like, oh, I'm on board. Yep. I was not very passionate about that sentence, but no. you get what I was trying to say. <laughs> I understand what you were saying. Um, Vance, very good. Heaps fun. Um, final uh, all-ages comic, Love and Rockets. <laughs> uh, I, I wanna, this is, oh, not, this is far from an all-ages comic. There's a I'd, lot of tits in this book. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I mean it's, it's, yeah. it's a Hernandez brother book, so. But, yeah, I mean, like, I am, I'm still not quite caught up on Love and Rockets. I've got, like, one of the new stories books to read up before I read this issue properly, but I was just kind of flicking through it, and, man, it is evident that Gilbert Hernandez does way more than Jamie Hernandez in that it looks like so many of his panels, just, it's just so rough, you know what I mean? Mm. In many places. And it wasn't always like you could, you could pick up an issue of love and rockets and the differences between their art styles was very evident, but you never, I don't know. You, you never thought that one was spending more time cartooning than the other. Like Jamie Hernandez, that's like, that's my ideal cartooning. Like that's like, but if I could choose anyone to draw like my life, it would be <laughs> Jamie Hernandez. That's awesome. way more impressive than saying something's the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just think, you know, like it's, it's, it's classic, you know, Dan DiCarlo kind yeah. of uh, black and white cartooning, his stories. I don't I mean, I, I'm sure you can tell them apart. Hit yeah, you. absolutely. So Love and Rockets is an anthology written, written and drawn by two different brothers. Um, and, uh, this is not the this is not the story to jump on on guys. If you're Fuck like no. me and you've never read Love and Rockets, I look I read this and was mostly like I like the pretty pictures and I probably <laughs> like um, the other day I said something was really up my alley and Jim from Kings went and what a dark alley it is <laughs> because I think that I probably like Gilbert Hernandez more who's the one who does like all the really wacky giant tits. Oh no, you, like Gilbert Hernandez stuff is is incredible. Yeah, I, I'm not. I, I need to catch up to understand what where he, what he's doing with this current storyline. I recognize the characters just they're a lot older because that's the coolest thing about Love and Rockets is that they've been writing all the same characters for thirty years now, and those characters have all aged in real time. Yeah. Um, so, like, I mean, I don't understand even the first bit of this. This but is no, very confusing. I remember when I was reading pictures. when I was reading Love and Rockets, I, I definitely told you that you would enjoy I Gilbert know. Hernandez's stuff more than than Jamie's overall. Yeah. Um, just because, because uh, I'm like, disgusting. It, well, no, it's, no, it is like it's like a it's like a pornographic soap opera. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so much fun. Dream. And there is like you know it sounds like you know gross, dirty, childish stuff, but there is like this. I don't know. Like it's very aware of what it's doing, and mm. it, it's captivating. And it has got you know it's about it's a relationship comic, and people fuck, and that's what it it, it focuses on. It's a part of life, guys. <laughs> Get over it. All right. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I. I uh, I will read this. I, I swear by issue by the time issue three comes out of Love and Rockets, this current iteration, which is probably like three months away, I will be 100% caught up and I'll be able to give a proper opinion on this book. And I will, at some point in my life, read all of Love and Rockets. Who knows when? Who knows when? You've definitely got a lot of spare time coming up very soon, yeah. so you can read it then. <laughs> um, oh, you know, you're about to go on a plane. You should yeah, go, I know. It's a perfect time to take one of those big old... Take a whole omnibus on a plane with me? Yeah, um, I don't know. If I was you were an iPad reader, it's perfect. You're going to play him to nap. Yeah. It's boring, Siobhan. <laughs> Nap on your holiday. Yeah. <laughs> Nap during the wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look, who needs to actually... I'll just bring Love and Rockets and read it during the wedding. Perfect. Um, I love that the song behind you is like just you reading a book with honking big old boobs <laughs> in a wedding. Great. Um, you know what? We're very lucky, Siobhan, because for some reason we got two issues of Animal Noir one yeah. week after the other. Amazing. 
Um, we love this book. Uh, we say so each time we get to talk about it, which is three times now. Uh, it's written by uh, Isar Lunasek with uh, Netsch Juren, and Isar Lunasek did all the art. Um, it's about it's a detective book set in like a Zootopia esque world of only animals. It is such a well realized world with an incredible amount of backstory. Um, even the backup features kind of only do more and more to expand it. Um, and really heartbreaking like relationships between people. Um, yeah. Yeah, we we learnt the most about like uh, the, the our main character and, Manny, and the relationship Manny the with his wife and why why it's you know damaged and why he doesn't sleep in the same bed as her and. And the fact that they bring in, like, actual um, sort of elements from the animals, like, the way a- the animals actually behave into their characters is so clever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, this, look, the, this is get- another book that's getting to the point where we can't describe the plot for much longer. No. But just know that I love this with every inch of my heart. It's amazing. It's a really, really good, um, good, solid, like, detective noir comics, but in, like, this insane animal universe. Perfect, guys. Yeah, and um, it looks like the next uh, the next issue is going to focus on that funny hippo. Yay! Who um, who has like a, I guess like a learning learning problems. And yeah, that's that's how it comes across. But it's um, so far it hasn't done anything to offend me. I'm easily offended by things like that, guys. It's good good thing to be offended by. <laughs> um, Box office poison also came out through IDW this week. Um, the color version of the now twenty five esque ish years old comic. Um, I've read the whole entire series. Siobhan has not, but we're both reading it week to month to month as it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of the big old dick in this one? <laughs> it was good. <laughs> it was an actual jizzy dick, guys. Jizzy dick. <laughs> I was, I was like, that's the name of the episode. <laughs> Every time I'm like, I wonder what weird thing Siobhan's going to say that I can name the episode after now. <laughs> this one's called an actual jizzy dick, and it means we probably can't put sponsorship dollars behind it on Facebook, <laughs> but it's worth it, baby. It's worth it. <laughs> um, I was surprised by that because it didn't actually register that strongly for me the first time I read it. And then I went back and I was like, oh, wow, that's actually pretty, like, it's pretty risque. And we didn't bag it at King's. We've, no, clearly, no one's reading it except me. No one expected there to be a, a juicy dick. There's a lot but, of um, penises in this book. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> it's good. Like, this is this is a good fun. Like, you don't get to read many comics that are just, like, straight-up relationship stuff in a sort of single-issue format. Um, yeah. month to month so it's pretty good fun I so like it this is written by Alex Robinson and drawn by him too um, colours by Pat and Lewis um, but this issue uh, is the first time we see Alex Robinson do something that I think he predates Bendis on which mm. is just having the characters and then like a long conversation yeah. of dialogue above them or next to them which is mm-hmm. a picture of them you know, uh, if you haven't read it it's hard to describe yeah. but uh, you know it's just like the, ho- the top page it's written out like a script almost with yeah. like what, what he says and what she says just like a long conversation um, and I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I doubt he's the first person to do that, but like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it predates Bendis. Mm. Bendis does it a lot. Uh, um, I'm also excited to see how the story arc with the um, the cartoonist who is now going to be uh, being an assistant for an older cartoonist goes because that looks pretty fun. Yeah, well, I mean, it it, it stops being such a relationship heavy comic. Okay, it, I mean that never completely leaves it, but it it builds on other 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 things within this world. Mm. Um, it's really good, and this is the start of like. This this plot is is really really great. Mm. This character in particular is my favorite. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, look forward to us talking about this in the future. I wonder how many issues he's going to squeeze out of it because I think it's a sizable graphic novel. Mm. Yeah. Um, Terry Moore wrote Motor Girl this week, issue number five. You haven't read this yet, have you? Yeah, I accidentally picked up issue four. Did you just read it again? I'm like, oh, that was a good comic. <laughs> I picked it up and I was like, this is all very familiar. Oh, no, I've already read this. Which happens <laughs> more often than I let on, guys. Well, I won't spoil it for you, but. Um, uh, this is 
basically all about uh, the people that want to buy the junkyard oh, cool. and the extent that they will go to to buy that junkyard. Fun. Um, and also we learn more about the aliens in this world too. Oh, man. It's real fun. Real good issue. Beautifully drawn as always. Did you read James Bond this nope. week? Nope. Man, this Fuck is that. real fun. You dropped, You didn't like that first issue? I don't know. For some reason, I'm just like, I really liked that Warren Ellis Me too. run. This, this is nothing like it. But James Bond is like not my most favorite of all things. Like I would much rather read Velvet. Sure. Yeah, I get that. Um, there is a good female character in this one, actually. She's like, Whoa. and she saves James Bond like three times. Does she have like a sexy name, like Vagina Tits Face or something? Sela <laughs> Sachs. Oh, there you go. Pretty Almost. Much. Almost. But hopefully, Vagina Tits Face will show up in the next <laughs> issue. Um, where'd you get a mouth like that, Siobhan? Shakespeare School. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this, I like this run. It's written by Benjamin per- Percy, Rafa Lobosco, and colors by Chris O'Halloran. This is nothing like Warren Ellis. It's a completely different yeah. tone, but I think it would be good. I, I mean, James Robinson is doing a spin-off series that kind of uh, spins out of Warren Ellis' book that feels very much in tone with that, and it works. But this is like almost like a homage to like the Roger Moore era of mm. James Bond. It's okay. very, very silly. There are you know death traps and oh, that's kind um, of fun. You know chases and this guy has like like a cyborg thing on his eye and Whoa. uh yeah it's it's fun it's really fun it's way sillier than warren ellis's run um but yeah if you know if you've seen a bunch of uh james bond book james bond movies that's a good ah, panel that's pretty good um you know and, and you the like and you like really cool. and you like james bond swimming away from sharks that happens a lot in this book um, i didn't realize there were sharks in this book oh shit of course you're only sharks. you're only kryptonite <laughs> um so yeah I, I really enjoy this and i'm gonna stick with it i love when people describe kryptonite as like oh like chocolate's my kryptonite like <laughs> yeah. superman isn't like oh man i just really love all these well, radioactive I mean, they, they, things they, 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 yeah it's 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 in they're taking the uh swapping out the word weakness yeah i'm that really annoying nerd that when someone describes something as their kryptonite i go like oh really it's radio is like it's radio radioactive chunks of your home planet well, I mean, that in, in a way, and landed on this are, earth and that take away your superpowers is that what it is sharks are a kryptonite in that like <laughs> they would like hurt they will you. kill me yeah <laughs> They so take that, away my superpower of not dying from being eaten by sharks. Those are all our reviews this week. Um, you can uh, discuss us, discuss them, sorry, with Please us. Please don't. Yeah, discuss dis- us. You can discuss Some us. people do on our iTunes reviews. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, you can discuss all the books we've talked about on our group, facebook.com slash group slash serious issues podcast. Come join us. There's like 700 of us there now. It's yeah. pretty fun. It's growing. A whole bunch of them don't listen to the podcast. And I'm really confused when everyone talks about it. Yeah, it was a brilliant post this week where a guy was like, hey, what's this podcast everyone talks about in this group? <laughs> I don't know how we found the group, but um, welcome in, in yeah. any case. Anyway. Um, you can also uh, find us online, facebook.com slash Series Podcast. I'm at LevDog. She's Siobhan CBDG. CBG. CBG. And um, Siobhan CBD, Central Business, <laughs> Central Business District. <laughs> So it needs to end. <laughs> um, guys, I'm not going to be here next week. As previously discussed, I am going on a I'm going on a plane to the United States of America. Who's going to co-host with me? I don't uh, know I don't yet. Know. Who knows? Figure that out. Lynn, you up for it? <laughs> <laughs> That's a no. I'm not <laughs> um, it'll be someone from Kings or someone from uh, another podcast that I know reads comic books. Nice. Um, um, two things I just wanted to mention quickly. The next Queens of Kings. If you're in Sydney and you are of the female persuasion, it's coming up April. Sunday, um, April 23rd, we're talking about one of my all-time favorite manga, um, Helter Skelter. I really recommend um, reading that, even if you haven't sick underground feminist um, manga about the beauty industry. That's really killer. Um, Also, free comic book day is coming up, guys. I'm sure I'm going to keep mentioning it every week, 
just because it's my entire world right now. Um, Kings is going to have a really, really awesome free comic book day celebration. But it's the perfect time to go. If you if you don't go to your local comic book store much um, or you don't know if there's one nearby, this is the perfect time to look it up because free comic book day is all about getting you, getting you in store and getting you reading and you can pick up some awesome stuff that you never would have um, picked up. And most places do like signings and it's a big fun celebration. So check it out. First Saturday in May. Um, also, uh, we have to give a shout out to one of our listeners, Travis Alexander, who, uh, after, was, after listening to us rant about comics and uh, in particular me complaining that there weren't, weren't enough good Western comics, mm. um, he decided to write his own comic, his first ever comic book. And he is currently, uh, he has a Kickstarter campaign going, um, where he's trying to, you know, get enough money so he can pay a good artist to do his entire, um, comic book run. I think it's like a four-issue run he's trying to do. It's about a Native American woman who is drawn into a life-or-death battle with ruthless, ruthless outlaws. Um, and uh, the art looks incredible. Yeah, like, the art's I don't insane. know who I'm. I can't remember the name of the artist that he has involved, but I please back this because I want to read it, guys. Jethro Morales is, the, is the name of the artist. And really, actually, really great art. He just sent us a picture of, uh, of uh, the art with with lettering done now too. Oh, amazing! So he's you know he, he, it's not one of those Kickstarter projects that's like you know oh when I finally get around to it I would like to do this. He's like he's, he's written it and he's put a bunch of his own money into this project as well. It's the first book that this podcast is inspired, so it would be very very shit of us not to uh, not to give it a shout out. We'll probably we'll check in with it week after next or something like that and obviously we'll share it on our website too but uh yeah if you are if you're a fan of western comics if you're a fan of the podcast and you're a fan of its listeners uh please support this kickstarter the name of the comic is called gray coyote and uh if you just look up gray coyote kickstarter you'll be able to find it or you can just head over to the serious issues page on facebook and i'll share that uh, tomorrow nice so uh yeah well done to travis for you know for doing something i've never done absolutely like, I was so impressed that he was like, oh, this is the thing I want to do, and then just did it. Like, I feel like so many people are like, ah, oh, that's the thing I'd love to do, and then never bother. And he just, like, got off his ass and actually did it, and I think that's amazing. Yeah, I've wanted to write a comic book, like, my entire life. I did once, and then I gave it to a friend who did, was an artist, and he would just never got back to me. Nice. But, uh... What was if, it about? If, 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 about me. It's like, oh. it's like, a, it's like a, <laughs> I was genuinely about to be like, The Adventures of Levens. <laughs> it pretty much is The Adventures. It's like this real goofy comic where about me... Um, when I when I had, ran my own restaurant, Clevens um, has had many lives, guys. I, I was constantly uh, almost on the brink of hitting uh, ninety kilos. Oh, <laughs> and um, th- th- this comic um, basically dealt with the consequences of me hitting ninety kilos and uh. Uh, what I would do to lose that weight. And it was this wacky thing with like killer hot dogs and uh. gym trainers and weird stuff like that. If, if anyone wants that script, hit me up um, at Lev Dog on Twitter and I'll send it to you. Especially if you want to draw it. It's, I think it was kind of funny. Um, but also, hitting 90 kilos is something that I actually did this year. Oh, wow. Um, and I can now happily say that after like four weeks of, uh, of, of intense gym training, I am now the lowest, weight, the lowest weight that I've been in five years. So, I don't know. So no, that's good. So in, in short, support this Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> I am the, the largest weight that I've been for some time, but for other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Not cryptic enough, Sean. You just gave it away. <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back next week. Well, I'll be back next week. Yeah, I won't. Fuck you guys. I'm on holidays. Um, and what book should we pick up uh, this, this oh, Wednesday yeah. on New Comic Book Day, Siobhan? Uh, Hang on. Where's in my sent emails? What, what cool stuff do we have to look forward to? Um, Americarate issue two. No, I don't want to read that. Did you put that on my list? Yeah, I did. God damn it. Um, God Shaper issue one, the Sysburia new comic. Oh, I think that sick. looks awesome. Yeah, I'm likewise. really, I'm really keen to read that. Um, the second issue of Grass Kings by Matt Kint, which we loved. Yep. Also, the second issue of Nancy Drew Hardy Boys. Oh yeah, great. Awesome. And Helena Crash and Heathen issue three. That's been coming out so quickly. Um, heaps of great stuff next week. 
Um, also, Rose issue one, which is a new um, image number one by um, Meredith Finch, mm-hmm. which I actually already read a preview of, and I'm interested to hear what you think. Um, and then we've also got some new X-Men books, uh, yep. Weapon X and X-Men Blue both start next week, and yep. the uh, second issue of Neil Gaiman's American Gods too. Some good stuff. Some great stuff. So we will see you, or I will see you next week, and uh, until then, stay serious, everybody. Yeah. Nice. Stay the lowest weight you've been in five years. <laughs> Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.